Once again, the Damon Runyon Theater brings you another story by the master storyteller, Damon Runyon. Hang on, real quick. Damon Runyon wrote fictional short stories for newspapers from 1900 through his death in 1946. These stories were sweet and sentimental tales about New York City gamblers, hustlers, performers, and gangsters, a few of which became the basis for the musical Guys and Dolls. To tell you tonight's story, here's Broadway. Okay, um... Broadway was his character who knew everybody and would tell the stories from his experiences. He was named Broadway after the street. And, well, there's somebody else you might know who's named after a well-known New York street. Ahem. And now, the famous Damon Runyon tale entitled, Madame La Gim. Okay, here we go. So... One night, I was standing at the corner of 50th and Broadway, which was way nicer in the 40s, because in modern day, they have an Applebee's on that corner. No joke, that address is legit to the script, and I looked it up. Cray, right? The universe aligns. Anyway, I was just hanging on the street corner, which was a lot less street walkery than it sounds, now that I'm saying it, when along comes this guy named Dave the Dude. Dude back then meant a really sharp dresser, not Jeff Bridges shuffling through a Ralph's grocery store in a bathrobe. So, Dave pulls up in a cab. Hey, Madison, I need you to come with me. Okay, it still sounds streetwalkery, but it wasn't, because even though Damon Runyon wrote about hustlers and gamblers, he kind of sidestepped the whole ladies of the night category. So... I get into the cab with Dave the Dude, and we drive off to one of the craziest things ever to happen on Broadway. Or off-Broadway. Off-off-Broadway? Eh, in the vicinity. Dave the Dude and I drive clear to the east side, to a bunch of apartments I can only describe as skid row after an air raid. I'm a little like, what's up with this? But Dave doesn't say anything as he leads me into one of the buildings. I know Damon Runyon doesn't write about serial killers, so I'm still feeling pretty safe, just not wanting to touch anything, imagining the rats that have been there before me. Then Dave starts climbing the stairs. Halfway up, he finally speaks. It is on the top floor. (laughs) What is? The peak of Mount Everest? You know, Madame Legimp? No, but I sure hope she's got an oxygen tank. It's the old doll that hangs around the theaters, selling two-day-old newspapers and tired flowers from the Undertaker's parlor. She also a Sherpa? Ah, here we are. This is it. Great. I'll set up camp. Uh, if she's 
got home after we climbed this mountain, you're carrying me down. No one's gonna find my frozen corpse here after the spring thaw. She is home, all right. I brought her back from the hospital. Hospital? Heart attack from the stairs? All right. You are gonna have to get over the stairs. I've heard less complaints from guys on death row. It's what I do. It's my style of comedy. Yeah? Well, this here is serious. Madame Legim, she tried to knock herself off last night. <gasps> oh, God! And she's not answering? You think she's dead in there? Come on. Madam? Hey, Madame Legim? It's dark in here. I'm not smelling rotting corpse, but a scented candle would not go amiss. Well, there's a gas jet right there. Light it. You want me to light a gas jet? No way. There are way too many stairs between me and escaping a fiery death. Fine. I got it. Dude! Uh, Dave the Dude! Look! There she is! Madam? Hey, uh, hey, Madam Legim. Please tell me she's just sleeping with her eyes open? Maybe, maybe she... Uh, hey, Madam. Madam! Uh, uh, huh? Oh, thank God. I'd like to go one episode without a corpse. Madam, Madam, look here. It is Dave, David Madison. Oh, Dave. And who? Madison, as in Avenue, one of a generation of girls named for a joke in a Tom Hanks movie. Ha ha ha. Hi. Oh, hello. Madam, you scared us for a minute. Please, please, go away. Let me alone. We are going to help you. Madison and me, you get that? We are here to help you. Nobody can help me. Nobody. Now will you please go away? Go away. Hey, I have not climbed that many stairs since the off button on my Stairmaster got stuck, and no one noticed me calling for help until they were closing the gym. Uh, oh? I'm just lucky it wasn't a 24-hour fitness. I... I'm sorry. It's okay. I got really toned glutes. You're very nice people. They should have let me die. They should have let me die. Uh, Dave? Yeah? You gonna tend to this? I think it is better if we just sit down and let her get this cry over with. Then we can talk to her. Sure, yeah, uh, okay. Um, in the meantime, I'm just gonna pop my earbuds in and play some music. I find I handle human suffering better if I don't see or hear it. <laughs> So, we sit there for, like, ever while Madame Legimp bawls her eyes out. I can't cover up her loud crying, so I go with a Taylor Swift breakups playlist, and it is perfection. Finally, she dries out, so Dave the Dude can ask her some questions. And this is what she says. Dave, hand me that big envelope. This one? Yeah. Look at this photograph. Damn! That girl's hot enough to hide that pic under my mattress and visit later. <laughs> Doesn't look much like her mother, does she? I don't know. 
Got any pictures of her in there? Mother-daughter hotties. You're looking at her mother right now. You? Uh, yeah, zero resemblance. <laughs> what is this you're giving us, madam? I don't blame you for not believing it. That's my daughter, Eulalie. Eulalie? The heck kind of name is Eulalie? Your name is Madison. Yeah, after a hot mermaid. Eulalie, huh? Okay, maybe you had better do some more talking. I haven't seen her since she was a little baby. She was raised in Spain, where I came from. So, La Gimp is Spanish? That is not her real name. <laughs> I'm not a real madam, either. I don't know, in this neighborhood. So why'd you send her away? I wanted her to be a lady. I took all the money I had in the world and sent her to Spain. That was 18 years ago. You? With money? You don't think madams make good money? Here, look at these photographs. They're a little faded, but you'll get the idea. That's you? I was the dancer then. Extra hottie points for flexibility. I was the toast of Broadway. You can't say anything, can you? I don't blame you. It's a pretty long way from those to this. What happens to you? You can see the whole thing for 15 cents in any old night flop movie. Make a million, spend a million. The only trouble is, the years don't wait for you to keep counting on tomorrow. I'm counting on plastic surgery for my tomorrows. Yeah, but, but last night you, you tried to knock yourself off. You hold out for all these years, then suddenly you try to put your lights out? Why would you do that? Negative body image is real, Dave. You, Lily, is coming here. So, after 18 years, you see her. After 18 years, she sees me. Me! Take a good look. What do you see? Uh... Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Wait, I'm working on a neutral yet polite response. And she's gonna be married. Married to the son of one of the oldest families in Spain. Swell, then we have a happy ending. Dave, they're all coming over here to see me. They're on their way now. And when they see me, what are they gonna say, huh? What are they gonna say? Think they'll let their son marry a girl whose mother is Madame Le Gimp? Why not? Dave... You are so clueless, you could hang with Alicia Silverstone. So after that, Madame LeGimp goes into the full recap. Apparently, Eulalie thinks her mom is an uptown girl and has no idea she's really living in a downtown world. Madame LeGimp has been fronting herself all these years by writing letters on stationery she rips off from fancy apartments uh, where she works as a cleaning lady. Dave gets her to promise not to do anything to herself, and we head back down the mountain. When we get outside, Dave says, Madison, what are we gonna do? My advice to her, when creating epic lies, keep an Excel spreadsheet. Organization is a must when you're lying. Because you say one contradictory thing, and the police will nail you in a heartbeat. She has not done nothing illegal. And as far as the LAPD is concerned, neither have I. 
We have got to get Madame Legimp out of this jam. Okay. Ideas? She lied about being high society with a rich husband. The only time I tell lies that far off is on a work resume. And if they check up on me, I don't want to work for them anyway. Aha! Aha! I'm forming an idea. Do you know Judge Henry G. Blake? You gotta stop asking me if I know these people. I'm only slumming it for this one episode. I hope to end up in the Ritz on the next show. Well, Judge Blake is no judge. Has he got one of those judge reality shows? OMG, those shows are so fake. I did one where it was supposed to be like my ex-boyfriend didn't finish the work on my bathroom before he broke up with me. And I was all, he has to finish. I paid him for the job. Not my fault he dumped me. Totally sounds like I'm right, right? Uh... Well, halfway through, he starts saying he came over once while we were still dating and saw his friend's car in the driveway. And like, the audience started booing me. And I realized... Oh, crap! They made me the bitch! Uh... I got a lecture from Judge Hatchet. Do you believe that? Uh... Judge Judy would have been on my side. She'd have been like, I don't care who she's boinking. She paid you. Fix her toilet. Uh, yeah, sure. Back to Judge Blake. Uh, he might not be no judge, but he looks the pie. I think he could pass for a wealthy husband. I thought he was trying to pass for a judge. No, no, no. Listen, he is going to be Madam's husband. You get it? Oh, you're going to fake it so that she looks like she is a wealthy socialite. So her daughter and her fiancé and his family will be fooled and, uh, happy ending? And why not? Will this judge guy do it? I mean, Madam LeGimp is a tad past her prime. If tads were measured in decades. He will do it. I got the judge on my books for a grand. I will cancel the bet for a favor. So what if she has a wealthy-looking husband? She's also supposed to be living in a fancy apartment. Yeah, the Marbury. Well, leave that to me. I have connections. Now look, you locate Judge Henry G. Blake and tell him that I want to see him. Where would he be? City Hall? Actually, the L.A. City Hall is pretty much a tent city homeless camp now, so that tracks. And the chances are 10 to 1, you will find them at Darrell's Billiard Parlor. Probably putting the trim to a sucker. <laughs> okay, I'll go talk to him. But you should know, this whole plan is like a plot in every sitcom. And it never works. The lesson usually is, be yourself and people will love you for who you are. Blah, blah, blah. Which isn't true. We all go around showing fake versions of ourselves every day. If we showed people who we really are... Our entire lives would be one big unfollow. Ah, good shot, my man. Good shot. Hey, um, are you Judge Blake? Not now, my dear. Not now. Can't you see I'm in the middle of a very important game? Oh, right. Dave the Duke said you were a pool shark. What'd she say? (laughs) How should I know? I've never met this woman before in my whole life. Are you going to be hustling this guy for very long? Because Dave wanted me to talk to you. Hustling? Did she say hustling? (laughs) Clearly this strange woman knows nothing about the game of pool. Now then, nine ball, corner pocket. Wow, you are good. Yeah, well, I've played a game or two in my day. According to Dave, you're in the pool hall so much, your fingers are permanently blue from the cue chalk. (laughs) Yeah, all right, bet's off. 
That would be welching. And you would be cheating. Which do you suppose is more likely to end in a beating? No. Uh, uh, oh, how about I take care of your tab at the bar? Very kind of you. Well, young lady, I hope you're satisfied with yourself destroying a man's means of making a living. You make your living lying and cheating. You sure you're a judge and not a lawyer? I'm sure I want nothing more to do with you. Please go away. Dave the Dude sent me to find you. Dave? Well, you can tell him I am temporarily out of funds. More so now that you scared my fish off the hook. He told me you owe him a grand, which is a lot of money in the 40s. I'm gonna guess you have a gambling problem. It's only a problem when I lose. A thousand dollars seems like a lot of losses. That's about what my grandma spends every week on scratchers. So much for that inheritance. Well, I can't pay him what I don't have. Actually, he said he'd cancel the debt. Cancel? He'll cancel it? In return for what? Marrying Madame LeGimp. Marry? Huh? You're insane. Then pay him the thousand dollars. This is extortion. He can't do this. Yeah, he can. He's a loan shark. They break kneecaps. That happened to a girl once at cheerleading camp. I'm not proud of it, but I was a lot more competitive back then. But I I don't love the woman. In fact, my feelings are just the opposite. Hey, a guy once paid me to marry him so he could get his green card. Boy, did I screw up his credit rating. (laughs) Caveat emptor. Just uh, tell Dave I'll get him the money uh, soon. Come on, you're not going to actually marry her. All you have to do is pretend to be her husband for a couple of days. No one's going to make you two consummate the marriage. Oh, that's it? All right. Uh, Please explain. But gently, I'm a very nervous man. You're a nervous man with two working kneecaps, unlike Stephanie Lemmer. Would you like to join her ranks? Because there are a lot less wheelchair ramps in the 40s. After I explained the whole situation to the judge about Madame LeGimp and her wanting the best for her daughter and these rich Spanish people coming to town, he agreed to help. Well, after one more threat of bodily harm. So, we head over to Dave the Dude's place where he's putting together the plan with Madame LeGimp. And the scene is as follows. Madison tell you what the pitch is, Judge? Uh, Yes, I'm thoroughly acquainted with the situation. And for now, he still has two working kneecaps. Good. Judge, you know Madame LeGimp. Yes. Uh, How do you do, Madame? Dave, I want to go home. I want to get out of here. Why? Why do you think? It'll never work. Not in a million years. That's what I keep saying. This plot always backfires. Remember the I Love Lucy, where Lucy and the Mertzes reserve all the tables at the Tropicana so Ricky's boss will think he's popular? Oh, the show won't premiere until the 50s. How do you people learn any life lessons without television? I think she has a point there, Dave. Truth. I wouldn't be who I am today without having watched endless hours of television. In place of parental love and guidance. So, uh, I will take my leave. It's been nice seeing you, madam. Sit down. He's right, Dave. Look at me. Take a good look at me. What chance have I got? The one we will give you. It's no good, I tell you. You want Eulalie to marry the citizen you tell us about? 
I want her to be happy. Okay, but if she gets here with her ever-loving in-laws-to-be and they lamp you, what happens? They're gonna give her a lamp? That a Spanish custom? Lamp means a wallop to the head. That's a rude custom. Don't, Dave, please don't. (laughs) Great, now you got her crying again. Let me get my phone. Tay-Tay to the rescue. May I have a drink? No. But if I'm going to be her husband... Not a drop until this is over with. And that is that. Okay, it is your turn, Madison. Madison. Madison! What? It is your turn. My turn? For what? Madison, come in the next room with me. Judge, you talk to Madame Legale. What, 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 what about? Your honeymoon, you dope. Come on, Madison. Okay, Madison, you've been telling everybody up and down Broadway you are some kind of makeup genius. Only so I wouldn't get arrested for solicitation. So, you are not good with hair and makeup? Oh no, that's fact. I mean, (laughs) look at me. Of course, your 1940s makeup probably has lead in it, but at least I'll die pretty. Are you able to do anything with Madame Legim? Whoa, you're talking extreme makeover home edition. Like, bulldoze that sucker to the ground and rebuild from scratch. Do not be funny. I can't help it. Again, my comedy. Get her fixed up. Take her to some of them beauty parlors. That's like bringing a dead cat to the vet and saying, Say, Fluffy! Them Spanish folk are gonna be here the day after tomorrow. I'm counting on you. You want me to fix 18 years of neglect in two days? You got someone pretending to be your husband. Why don't you hire someone to pretend to be her? You know it cannot work that way. I know it cannot work anyway. Madison, if you do this, I will consider it a personal favor to me. And when Dave the Dude is owing of someone a favor, they are always handsomely rewarded. Why do you want to help her so much? Selflessness makes me feel uncomfortable. Tell me you have an ulterior motive. (laughs) I never thought about it. I guess I do not got a stake. You're just being nice? You let that get out on the stem, Madison, and I will cook you. No one would believe it anyway. Everybody's cynical because everybody's a jerk. Are you going to help me with Madame Legimp or not? Okay, I'll consider it a challenge. But if you want this before to become an after in two days, it's going to cost you. How much? Let's take that altruism of yours to the bank and check the balance. So, I'm in charge of making over Madame Legimp, and Dave is keeping Judge Blake in line and off the booze. Personally, I think alcohol might be the only solution to getting anyone to believe Madame LeGimp is Madame Legit. But we gallantly keep calm and carry on. Then what happens later is so cray, it's worth sitting through a promo break. The Damon Runyon Theater will be back in just a moment. (laughs) 
Several months ago, St. Clydesdale Church of the Lord shuttered its doors. This autumn, Sinclair returns in his first full-cast audio drama. The church's new owner claims that she is a vampire noblewoman. I have decided, Ian, that you will become my newest servant. Starring Lauren Tucker as Countess Sanguinamanto. Do you know what it means to be alive? Virus DR as Riley Kiley. The police will have to fight a vampire. It's part of what our taxes pay for. Chrissy Talon Sage as Gail Debney. Every time I see you, something goes terribly wrong. Jason Warner as Sanguine's faithful servant, Karayos. Remove any jewelry. It limits your circulation. And, of course... I do love to be threatened with a good time. Sinclair presents... Duality. Duality, a Sinclair Wants to Help limited event series. Coming soon wherever you hear your podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your platform of choice or follow Sinclair on Twitter or Tumblr or consider joining the Sinclair Wants to Help Discord channel. This is William Spear, writer and producer of The 357 by William E. Spear. The program is an anthology series with stories from a retired operative who investigates why a diner has changed its music to a non-verbal janitor who encounters a perfume that awakens decades-old memories. The show also recalls the past, such as the work of poets Helen Hunt Jackson, Emily Dickinson, Christina G. Rossetti, and Phyllis Wheatley. It also tells of an encounter in a tailoring shop that forces two people to remember parts of their lives they would rather forget. For these and more, please accept our invitation to click on the program's website at 2plusplus.com and join us as we tell stories from everywhere. And thank you for listening to The 357 by William E. Spear. And now, back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story... Madame La Gim. So, it's finally in the morning. The boat with the Spanish people is going to arrive. I thought, they're rich. Why didn't they fly? They got airplanes in the 40s. But apparently, planes back then were the equivalent of riding in the back of a non-temperature-controlled semi going across the Texas panhandle in the summer off-roading. Truth be told, it was probably better that it took him so long to get here. Gave us extra prep time. And boy, did we seriously need it. Then we all get a call to meet Dave the Dude at the Marbury Apartments. Well, how do you like it? Nice! Oh, Art Deco is so classy. In my day, people think the epitome of style and wealth is a gold toilet. Ugh, white trash with money. Where is my, uh, wife? I'll be out in a minute, Judge. She got here before me. Said she is in need of putting on the final touches. I have yet to see her myself. Maybe I should go help her. Nah, I think she wants to do it herself. She seems in good spirits. I think you've done good, Madison. Natch, so how did you get this place? And when can I move in? <laughs> a guy who lives here lends it to me. He's away for the summer. Being able to leave your super expensive home to live in another super expensive home for a whole season? (gasps) Now that's wealth. Aw, when is Julie Andrews going to show up and tell me I'm actually a princess? Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. Madison, what did you do to her? Oh, this, this is impossible. I didn't have a drink, did I? Nope, no beer goggles. 
This is her. Won't you all sit down? At this point, it is not so much a choice as a necessity. Madison, you are a genius. Truth be told, once we got her out of those old baggy clothes and shaved away a Yeti's worth of hair, this was what was hiding underneath. Madam, uh, may I offer you a chair? Thank you, Judge. Uh, Henry. The name is Henry. Henry. Look, we got half an hour to get down to the pier. I, I can't go. No, I can't go. What? The hell you can't? I got no social media to post my amazing work, so you need to be seen, woman. I'm scared. I know something will happen to ruin everything. Please, before it's too late, let's stop this. Ball's already rolling, sweetie. Look, the plot of these stories is something will definitely ruin everything. Oh, I knew it. But this is a comedy, right? Uh, Yeah, more or less. Well, more now that I'm here. Hi. (laughs) So it'll all work out in the end. But how will I act? What'll I say and do? Oh, crap. We didn't do the etiquette montage, where she's taught how to sit properly, how to walk elegantly, which fork to use. Why do they always have so many damn forks? Seriously, outside of TV and movies, does that actually happen? Someone sitting down for dinner, then tragedy strikes? (gasps) Which one is the salad fork? Banish her. That's it. I'm not going. Madam, if you will permit me to offer my arm, we shall face this thing together. Shall we go? Well, all right. Aw, that's so cute. Seriously, Dave, we're doing a buffet with finger foods, right? No forks? Yeah, no forks. I don't think the wrong fork is a big deal, but in these plots, man, you never know what's going to take you down. And I will not go quietly into the night because of a fork. So I don't go down to the pier, but word is, meeting went awesome with Madame Legimp and her daughter, who is even more gorged than her pics, by the way. The best part of the meeting is Eulalie's future in-laws don't speak a lick of English, and only Madame Legimp speaks Spanish, so it kind of mitigates the damage Dave and the judge can do. They all get back to the Marbury, and then Dave the Dude goes all out. He throws a huge party with celebrities to really drive home the lie. But I'm sure you're thinking, like, what celebrities does he even know? Well, this is what happens when I get there. Good evening. I was a little worried you would not show, your honor. Your honor? You're crazy. Shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present her honor. The mayor of New York. Dude, Dave, Dave why are you saying I'm the mayor? It is a necessity to have celebrities. First of all, 1940s female mayor, ha ha ha. Second, even as of the 2020s, New York has yet to elect a female mayor. So no matter what decade, my appointment to mayor is not going to fly. We gotta convince those in-laws that Madame Legimp is a gold-plated mother-in-law for their son. They will not know a mayor from a lady mayor. They don't speak English. You act like they've been living in an isolation chamber their whole lives. You worry too much. I will introduce you to the in-laws later. 
Pardon me. I must get the door. Well, here comes Harry the horse. Talk to him. Dave the dude? Harry the horse? Hey, who are you? Madison the mayor. Ha! I am one up on you. I am the governor. Dave makes me enter politics real sudden. I was in student council once. I was a diversity candidate. Because the entire student government was run by nerds, they wanted someone popular in there for representation. But I was forced out after cheerleader gate. Cheerleader gate? I broke the gate to the cheerleading equipment shed because my boyfriend wanted to do it on pom-poms. Well, this is not behavior becoming of a mayor. He's a city councilman now. Ladies and gentlemen, the vice president of these United States. Vice president? Ah, that is little Mitzi. I would love to see a vice president with his rap sheet. Hang in there. You may see a president with a rap sheet. Ah, hey there, madam. Oh, oh, I mean, good evening, madam LaGimp. It's been so wonderful. You've all been so wonderful. Oh, tut tut, my dear. It's been a great pleasure. Sure, we are glad to do it for you, madam. Is your daughter and her Spanish entourage buying it? You want me to talk to them? I'm from L.A. I've picked up a little Spanish. No, wait. Most of what I've retained is curse words. Eulalie will go back to Spain with him, believing I'm what you've all made me. My dear, we made nothing of you that wasn't already there. I kiss your hand. Hey, look at the judge being all affectionate. Please, Henry, don't. But you're lovely. Very lovely. My work, thank you. Ugly duckling into a... less ugly duckling. Come on, there's only so much I could do with what I had to work with. I want to tell you all something. If I can, I'm going to be different. Do you think I can? I'm sure of it. As for myself, well, I've wasted a good many years, too. You know, I wonder if we might... Hey, why is everybody so quiet all of a sudden? Look at the guy who just came in. Dave got some dude to dress up like a cop. It is his own wardrobe. For it is Harrigan, Lieutenant Harrigan, and a squad of gendarmes. Oh. It can't happen now. Someone called the cops on this party? If I was at a party this tame back home, I would have left already to find a better party. I don't care if it's Nana's 90th birthday. Well, well, well. I never seen anything like this outside of visiting day at Sing Sing. Harry, how did you get in here? My badge. It gets me in places. Mitzi, stand still. You too, Wilkins. Harrigan, lay off, will ya? Lay off for the night. Hang on, Dave. I've got experience with this. And who might you be, the little miss? Please, officer. My parents aren't home and they'll kill me if they find out. I've never done anything like this in my whole life. Please, we didn't mean to make so much noise. They're all leaving. I promise. Please. <laughs> nice performance. Keep it up. Maybe someday we'll see your name in lights. You already can. Followed by Square Garden. <laughs> Says the guy called Harry the Horse. Arrogant, cut us a break. We are not doing nothing wrong here. I thought I was getting a phony tip about you citizens, but it looks like it was on the level. Arrogant, you do not understand. You're right, I don't. But that does not bother me in the least. My dear lieutenant. In the big time now, are you, judge? I thought pool tables was more your line. Arrogant, you, you... Ooh. Want some of those Spanish words I know? Okay. 
Somebody explain what's going on. What's the pitch? What banks are going to get knocked over tomorrow? From the looks of this crowd, I'd say the United States Mint was in for a bad time. Now start talking or I'll jug every one of you. Most of you would have a tough time beating any rap. No one's talking? Cat got all your tongues. <coughs> okay, let's go for a ride. No, wait, Lieutenant. Madam, get back. Do not say a word. I want to. Who are you? You know me. Take a better look. Imagine this, but with a layer of dirt deep enough to plant tulip bulbs. Nah, this, this is silly. Yes, Madam Legimp. Madam, think about what you are doing. I am. Maybe I knew all along that this wouldn't work. Maybe I knew something had to happen. Nailed it! Will you tell me what this is all about? Yes. This is a party for me and my daughter and her fiancé. Your what? And her who? My daughter. Yes, I have a daughter, Lieutenant. She's the smoking hot one over there. Now see, if I got to do her hair and makeup, oh, it would be red carpet epic. Yes, that's her, looking this way. She speaks very little English, but seeing you, she'll understand enough of this to know what I really am. Madam, cut it out. And those other people, Lieutenant, they're the mother and father of the boy she was going to marry. Stop it, before it is too late. It is too late, Dave. Lieutenant, all these people here tonight came because of me. You see... OMG, Madame Le Gimp spills the whole tea with Eulalie watching. You could totes tell she didn't need a translation. Even her fiancé was picking up on the signals. His parents look her fuzzled. Like when you start to play something on Netflix that you didn't realize is in another language because the opening sequence was all music and sweeping shots of scenery. Then the dialogue starts and you're like, oh crap, where's the subtitles button? Now, Lieutenant, you've got the whole story. Is this on the level? Absolutely. Take my word for it. So, how is it gonna be? You taking us in? Hang on, let me shoot this with my phone, so we have evidence of police misconduct. Can you get whatever this is out of my face? Fight the power! What happens now, Lieutenant? Well, to make this look good, introduce me as some sort of celebrity. <laughs> you mean it? Oh, thank you. Madam Gimp, this footage won't work in court if you're hugging him. <laughs> Come on over, senor, senora. I have the honor to present to you a great celebrity, Lieutenant Harrigan, New York Police Force. And that was it. The party was over. We didn't get the typical payoff where Madame Legint would come clean to her daughter and her daughter would say something like, she knew all along, or I love you, you don't have to pretend for me. I don't know. Maybe it was a language barrier. But we all left there feeling kind of like, okay, did it work? Cut to the next night. A bunch of us are hanging out at Mindy's restaurant, where these guys usually hang out. And Dave the Dude sits down and says as follows. Well, it is all over. What happens, Dave? They're married. They elope. The young guy is nuts about Eulalie and does not care who her mother is. And his parents? His mother and father know from nothing. Great. 
Does that mean for every family function we're gonna have to do this all over again? Can't you tell them that she lost her money in the stock market to explain her current lifestyle? I am more concerned that without a debt to cancel, we may have to say the judge did file for divorce. Nah, that part we got covered. Also last night, the judge and Madame LeGimp were married. After all the work I did on her, she didn't make me a bridesmaid? I have a cousin I saw once growing up and had to give an entire weekend for her wedding. Well, that is much better than real nice. So everything is settled. Not quite. Not quite settled. What do you mean? You wanted to help Madame LeGimp. Drop the banner. Mission accomplished. I have here a list. A list? Of what? Because I didn't exactly itemize everything we did for the Madam's makeover. And she was the one who insisted I get new shoes. If every single article listed here is not kicked back to the owners of the different joints in the Marbury they were taken from, I will bust a lot of noses in this town. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. That was every party I had when my parents were out of town. You learn pretty quickly to lock up the valuables. Although the washer-dryer set was a surprise. The Damon Runyon Theater radio show ran from January through December of 1949. The many of the classic stories would be recreated for television in 1955. Damon Runyon's unique New York City street characters with names like Dave the Dude or Harry the Horse, who spoke with no contractions while using street slang, were given the term Runyon-esque. His characters and stories continue to permeate entertainment to this day. When Runyon passed away in 1946 at age 66 from cancer, his ashes were spread by plane over Broadway in Manhattan. It was illegal, but he was so beloved, everyone felt it was the perfect send-off. Everybody, it's Madison. Thank you so much for listening. Have you signed up for my newsletter yet? Twice a month, get sneak peeks and not found anywhere else Madison stuff. To sign up, go to my website, madisonontheair.com. And don't forget to follow me on your favorite socials. I post daily to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Mastodon. My handle is at Madison on the Air. Okay, now, listen to these credits, you guys, because this cast was amazing. Take it away, announcer dude. Madison on the Air was written and produced by Chrissy Talon Sage with music composition and audio engineering by Jeremy Sage. The role of Madison Standish was played by Chrissy Talon Sage. Dave the Dude was played by Scott Barry. Julie Hoverson appeared as Madame LeGimp. Other actors in the cast were Scott R. McKinley as Judge Blake, Jeremy Sage as Harry the Horse, Tom O'Connor as Lieutenant Harrigan, and Clint Keegan as the announcer and pool hall sucker. Our Taylor Swift song was written by Jeremy Sage and performed by Chelsea Greer. 